You're listening to Tech Bytes, and on today's show, we talk with SolarWinds about how the company boosted VoIP performance, improved end-user experience, speeded up the transfer of massive files, and saved big money on its WAN costs by deploying SD-WAN Edge Connect appliances from Silverpeak. And as you may have guessed, Silverpeak is our sponsor for today's episode. Our guest is Michael Bishop. He is Senior Network Engineer at SolarWinds. Michael, welcome to the show. I, I don't think I need to tell our audience about SolarWinds. They know it. It's monitoring and management software for servers, storage, networking, security, and so on. So let's dive right into your story. Can you tell us a little bit about SolarWinds WAN environment before you got into SD-WAN? Yeah, certainly. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate to speak with you guys today. Before we had SilverPeak, our, our WAN environment consisted of DMVPN routers. We used dual internet circuits and an MPLS for our, our voice network separately. Mm-hmm. And it was difficult to maintain. We didn't have the intelligence, uh, the, the network didn't have the intelligence uh, to kind of route our voice traffic one way and all of our other traffic types another way without right. a lot of manual intervention. So so that was really, you had the legacy sort of MPLS fixed pro- circuits, private MPLS, mainly for the voice and certain critical apps. And then you had a DMVPN to try and defray some of the cost because those MPLS circuits are pretty steep. Yes, exactly. MPLS was expensive We and we couldn't even have it at all of our offices. So we had to, mm. to sparingly use it at our call center sites, our headquarters, and try to route traffic based on subnets uh, mm-hmm. towards MPLS or towards DMVPN. And it was a, a tedious manual process. So you would have had one set of routers on an MPLS is what I'm envisioning. And then you've mm-hmm. got a set of DMVPN gateways, probably a pair of them, and you've got redundant internet connections. And mm-hmm. you've got to get the routing set up so that <laughs> so that all the certain types of traffic is on a specific IP address range that's completely separate from the things that are on the DMVPN so that you can send them. And even when it gets to the other end, you've still got to come up with all of these manual modifications to the routing setup so that when traffic goes back out the other way, it goes back the same way that it came. Which is- <laughs> yes, exactly. And and any time there was a, a one-off device, like a, a recording server that didn't happen to be on the MPLS network... Uh, hmm. Or that um, used too much bandwidth really to put it on that that network. Uh, then we had to do all sorts of tricks to to force you know the, this one address to be routed a hmm. different way, and it was it was a lot of a lot of trouble for so sure. So you've got all this traffic steering that you've got, but were you getting the audio or quality of service that you wanted to get for your VoIP traffic? It was acceptable, but because of the cost of MPLS, we couldn't provide that at all of our offices across the globe. And because of the complicated routing that we were having to do to sort this traffic out, mm-hmm. oftentimes we would we would make a change and then there would be one-way audio, uh, which would be most likely... Uh, Traffic would route there, but would be routing back a different path or not routing back at all. So it sounds like one of those projects where over the years I've done this, you know, amazing routing setup and it works really well at deployment. And then everybody goes off and moves on to the next project. And then over time, you do a couple of ads, moves and changes, and somebody doesn't get it quite right because not everybody's, it's complicated and it's hard to understand. And over time, the situation sort of degrades. The, the routing loops start to form or the difficulties start to happen and nobody's 100% sure why isn't why things aren't working the way you expect. That is 
that's exactly what happened mm. that it evolved over the years or devolved over the years <laughs> to to become this mm. you know this thing that was you know taking a lot of time to manage for sure so we're going to get to you know how and why you went with silver peak but let's contrast where you were with where you are now what kind of outcomes did you get once you got sd wan in place the biggest outcome is we were able to completely eliminate our MPLS needs. And and that saved us a ton of money. And then on top of that, we now had the intelligence to identify traffic not based on its IP range, its subnet, um, or where it was destined to, but based on the application type. And we were able to even custom define applications that maybe we had that weren't using standard ports or mm. or anything that really anything that we wanted we could create an application definition <laughs> and then real easily tell it what priority we wanted it to have and and let silver peak handle the rest we were able to really simplify our routing to clean everything up and, and let silver peak handle it it's, it changes everything when you get into these SD-WAN appliances and you actually route by application. You basically say, here's my voice, route that with this quality. Just And you don't even have to say, you know, these are all my routers, these are the IP addresses. You literally yes. just say, voice, send it over here, make sure it gets this service level quality, and I don't care how you send it, just get it. Yes. And it yes. kind of just... Like you still need networking expertise to understand how it works, but a lot of the menial work seems to just disappears. I think it it definitely did. It, it, it's a different mindset, but when you finally understand that and, and kind of accept that you're not going to route based on on your subnets, but you're going to route based on your applications, it becomes a game changer. It, it's a new way of thinking, and and for us, it really simplified kind of what what we wanted to do and how we wanted to use it. Did end users or did the network team notice any changes in like VoIP quality? Uh, we did actually. We ran a, a POC. Um, we chose our headquarters site and two of our problem children uh, <laughs> within North America. And uh, we sent out appliances and we basically turned off our MPLS routing at those sites kind of the routing between those three offices uh and forced it to all go over silver peak instead and we let that run for several months and in the end we we generated a bunch of reports and looked at the traffic going between those sites and our our call reports from our our call managers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Average together our score qualities, our MOS scores, yep. and we saw we saw really nice improvements in our MOS scores. Uh, we saw the latency and jitter and packet loss nearly mm -hmm. eliminated um, yep. between those offices. So, were you and, using SolarWinds to manage that to measure that? Uh, yeah, we were using. A mix of SolarWinds tools um, mm -hmm. and our the Silver Peak dashboards and reports, mm -hmm. and then as well as our uh, Cisco call manager 
reports. So you really had a high level of confidence then that the SD-WAN product was working and you really didn't need the MPLS. In fact, it was working better over over the internet um, than it ever was before using DMVPN on traditional circuits, like traditional fixed lines. It was, and we had anecdotal evidence. I mean, we, we stopped getting tickets and complaints. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. hey, my, my call dropped. What happened? Hey, I have one-way audio. What happened? Yeah. Hey, someone's voice was gone. It was always any call issue of, you know, instantly network team's fault and we needed to investigate. Yeah. And we noticed those things taper off and die out. And, mm. and we can't just go to our management with a story saying, Hey, we've, we've got less, you know, people complaining about stuff. You know, we had to back that up sure. and we gathered our data. We ran our reports, we averaged things together and we were able to definitively show our management that these different metrics had improved. We would be able to reduce our MPLS needs and save tons of money. It was, it was great. I think useful when you can sort of use a essentially an industry standard kind of measurement like a MOS score along with internal statistics about things like tickets. It kind of rounds out the whole picture for management. Yes, it, exactly. It was it was almost a slam dunk. Uh, we didn't really have any any pushback once we were we we did have some some doubts, some hesitations from our UC voice team little scared to go all in on on using <laughs> it, dia and sd wan let's, let's be nice to them it, it, they've had 20 <laughs> years of being taught that fixed lines are the only possible truth so we should right. be nice to them. I, I wonder you would have had a lot of sql server i, I imagine in your network did you uh, do anything to improve that because that's often a, a contentious point oh uh, we did so in addition to our our voice traffic um we do have a lot of engineering and and lab traffic, and we've got um, a lot of uh, data warehouse stuff. And all of that stuff uses databases. And between our headquarters and our main data center, I think the highest volume of traffic was SQL traffic. Mm-hmm. And Silver Peak was able to really speed up query times and and reduce using the uh, WAN optimization really reduced the amount of traffic that was having to be sent back and forth over our WAN by like 90%. It, it was a, an amazing yeah, reduction. Now, and See, now what makes that interesting is a lot of people say WAN acceleration is not needed for SD-WAN. I agree with them. It's not a requirement, but if you've got the right traffic flows where WAN acceleration, like Microsoft SQL Server, you you know, you're talking about the Unity Boost feature giving you a massive performance increase. And just, so in, in effect, not only by switching to SD-WAN, not only did you get more quality of service, you actually improve the whole experience by by adding some WAN acceleration just to that SQL Server and getting results for just that particular pain point, which isn't always an obvious thing to assume. Yeah, significantly. We didn't necessarily need the bandwidth savings um, from the WAN optimization, but the optimization, because it, it caches things locally and deduplicates mm. and compresses, it not only saved bandwidth, but it sped up the mm. the transfers and, and the the traffic and and thus 
these large reports and queries that people were running. It helped it a everybody lot. happier. Yeah, it sure did. So you, you mentioned running a proof of concept. How did you choose Silver Peak and who else did you look at? We spent about a year investigating the the top vendors. We looked mm. at managed versus unmanaged solutions, which which would be Ariaka is one that we looked at as a managed solution. But in the end, we decided we wanted to control this environment ourselves. We, yeah. we didn't want to give up that level of control. So we also looked at Cisco's Vitella and Riverbed. But at the time, Cisco had just acquired Viptela and they weren't quite fully integrated with their routers. And it just, even though we're a, we're a heavy Cisco shop, their timeline just didn't line up with ours. Mm. And on top of that, their implementation was a lot more complicated. Mm. Um, Silver Peak has a, a central dashboard that manages all of the appliances, and then it requires one appliance at each site. It was it was straightforward. It was easy to understand. The GUI was uh, intuitive. And I think overall, it was the product that all of us could wrap our minds around. It, it checked off all of the boxes that we were wanting. Um, it was affordable. Mm-hmm. And in the end, the proof of concept showed that it, it performed the way that we wanted it to as well. And, so it actually did so, what you thought it was going to do, which is always pleasing. Um, did you have to wrestle yeah. with it much? Sometimes these proof of concepts, go, they're a bit of a wrestle. Um, and you walk through some bugs and stuff. Was it pretty straightforward? We did we did not wrestle with it very much. It was mm. pretty straightforward. Um, we had a great sales engineer uh, who who came on site and and kind of helped us uh, with our design and implementation. And once we kind of hammered out how we were going to uh, advertise routes to the Silver Peak from our firewall, yeah. Uh, that was, was that, that's that a good was point it. because we just talked about how hard MPLS and DMVPN was in your network. Did you have a tough time getting the Silver Peak then to take over that? Was it extraordinarily painful or just a little bit painful? No, it it, it wasn't. It took us about an afternoon to kind of hammer out with our sales engineer how we wanted to do it. So it wasn't like you needed magic routing tricks or you know CCIE routing tricks. To Not make at it go. all. After you got that initial proof of concept going, then you went into the deployment. How long did it take you to get the rest? You've, uh, you know, I read here that you've got thirty global locations. How quickly did you go ahead with that? Were you really confident really quickly, or we let our proof of concept run for, I think, two or three months, um, so that we could have some good, some good data. And then once we had decided that it was sufficient and moved forward, we placed a, a large order for all of our offices. And shipped them to our headquarters. I, I staged them and shipped everything back out. And we had our entire deployment done in just several months. Mm. Um, there were one or two outliers that were kind of uh, stuck in customs, kind of h- hard to get the device into the country. Yeah, you know. But it was uh, of no fault of Silver Peak or or our own sure. uh, that that those took a little while. But that was one or two sites. We we got all the other offices done in just several months. Not nothing to everything complete, and and rolling over Silver Peak. Yeah. And at that point, we started 
we started canceling our MPLS contracts. <laughs> and you also got rid of your branch routers, right? And you're just relying on Silver Peak? Uh, we did. We were able to, we initially had two branch routers, uh, each running DMVPN, kind of two separate DMVPN clouds. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we did was replace our primary cloud with the Silver Peak. So we still have one router, one Cisco router left doing DMVPN as our secondary or backup in case we need to do maintenance or um, there's a hardware failure or, you know, just, just for redundancy's sake. Okay. But you've essentially also simplified the amount of hardware you've got at each branch. Yes, for sure. There are, there are some smaller offices that we don't even have the, the secondary DMVPN router and yeah. it's just it's just silver peak. Yeah, that just it, that's one of the choices you could make. You don't have to have redundancy if you don't want to. And if an office is small enough, but that we've always done that. You know, whether you had a one MPLS circuit and a redundancy was only for some offices. It varies according to need, you know. There's several ways to do it as well. You know, Silver Peak has their own their own uh, redundancy protocols and, and HA implementations mm-hmm. and you can, you know, do like us and and use your own. So, well, thank you, Michael, for joining us, uh, and thank you to Silver Peak for being a sponsor. You can find this and many more fine, free, technical podcasts along with our community blog. That's at PacketPushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter, at PacketPushers. Find us on LinkedIn, like us on Facebook, and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough. <laughs>